0: Thanks for listening to The Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we wanted you to know that you were created out of love. And now here's today's message. Family, I thank you for what you're gonna do in this place today, Lord God. I pray that we would not leave the same Jesus, that our minds and our hearts would be open to what it is that you're wanting to do here today, Jesus. To your goodness and your faithfulness, despite of what it's looking like, Father. I pray, Jesus, that we would get rid of all the distractions, all of the noise, that we would be able to just tune into your spirit God tune in to what it is that you have for us today Jesus and it is in your name that I pray amen 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 let's give God some praise here today for he is good amen 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 praise God man cool family how are you guys doing today and I am so happy to be here with you if you are tuning in online we love you how are y'all doing first of all I'm excited because we are in our family matters series so if you were here last week when we kicked it off let me hear you make some noise yes if you're online well, I can't hear you make some noise but you could like throw some praise hands or something on the chat and so before I get started I want to first um just take some time out to just shout out the discipleship graduates one more time I am so proud of you guys you guys decided to say yes to show up not say that you're just gonna go all in like vocally but also like put action behind that so I'm just so proud of you I'm proud of the commitment that you made and and your consistency you showed up and you did it so I love you guys and then shout out to my girl Monique, that testimony. Listen, I've been, I've been sharing her testimony because I met her when she first rededicated her life to Christ and then she joined my team and then she's a part of, you know, she did discipleship and she's a part of my connect group. So I love you and I'm so proud of you. And then of course, I just wanna take some time to honor our pastors. Let's get up on our feet. Let's honor our pastors because you guys are just so good to us. Y'all are so good. Thank you for being such intentional leaders that cultivate spaces like discipleship, that provide opportunities like Connect Group, like Culture Class, so that people can genuinely grow in their relationship with Jesus. Thank you for having a heart, for wanting to see people not just come to your church, but really go all in for the kingdom of God. And so I love y'all and I'm so thankful you guys didn't trust me. <laughs> all right, so who's ready for our word today? Amen so of course like i said last week we kicked off this family matters series and i'm super excited about it because for the next several weeks we're going to be discussing the core values that have been established here at cool church and so you may be in this place and you're asking like well why does that matter why is that important but the thing is that everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we stand for is filtered through the lens of our values, right? So through our core values, we get to be intentional about designing the life that we want. It's what helps shapes our culture within the church. But the beautiful thing is that it's just not limited to the church, but it's something that you can do and you can create for yourself and for your family because our core values, they're, the, they're what keep us grounded. They give us a foundation, right? So Pastor Terrence last week got the, this thing started with um, our first core value. Who could remember it? If you know just go ahead, shout it out. Love, yes. Our first cor- core value is love. And it is really the heart of Cool Church. I mean, that's why we have a name like cool right it stands for created out of love because we believe that you were created out of love by love and for love and so everything that we do we do it through the lenses of love and today I will be dis- discussing our second core value which is family I am so excited about this because this is really all about what our mission is about Galatians 6:10 says therefore as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you, Jesus, for this day, Lord. I thank you for every single person that is here, every single person that is tuning online. Father God, I pray that as we talk about family, Lord, that our hearts and our minds would be open about um, towards this concept, it's not just a principle that we came up with. It's just not something that sounds good, but it is something that you have been intentional about from the very beginning of time. And so God, I pray that even in this place right now, you will start to stir and to shift things, God, within us, Lord God, concerning families, Lord God. I pray that you would begin to, to, to bring about restoration, Lord God, to, shape, to shift our perspective, Heavenly Father. And Lord God, I pray that I may increase so that you could, I I pray that I would decrease so you can increase in me, Jesus. I pray that this would not be my words, but it would be your words, Lord God, that it would not return void as they go forth and that we would not leave the same, Father God. I thank you, Jesus, for today. I thank you for the blessing of family, Lord God. It is in your name that I pray, Amen. amen. Amen, amen. So, family, Well, if you were here last week, Pastor Terrence actually gave us some homework. He encouraged us to go home and create some core values for ourselves and for our families. And so if you wanna know what that looks like, we actually have a slide that's gonna pop up behind me. And on this slide, we'll actually be talking about the core value of family, but this is something that you could do for yourself as you're creating your values. And I love it because it's such a practical layout, right? So today, we'll be talking about family. And so what is family? What is our definition of family? So we believe that whether it is the one that you're born into, the family that you create or the one that you choose, family means that you don't have to do life alone. Family isn't about being perfect, but it is about supporting each other on our journey towards God perfecting us. Right, and so then we have a determinate discipline. So what does this value look look like in the practical? Well, for us, we look out for one another. We take part in connect groups, teams, and service projects to create layers of accountability in our lives. We seek out fellowship with others and consistently check in to make sure family members are okay because we believe that who you are is more important than what you do right and then we have a Bible verse right cuz like I said this is just not something that sounds good this isn't just something that we came up with but we want to make sure that our values are supported by the Word of God so the Bible verse for this core value is the one I just read right Galatians 6 10 therefore as we have the opportunity let us do good to all people especially those who belong to the family of believers and then the opposite what does the opposite of this core value look like we don't isolate ourselves or others. No one can build strong families alone. Amen? Amen, so I would encourage you to take a picture of this if you wanna break down and you know, have your own core values. I love this because it's such a practical way of doing this. And so today, we will be talking about what it looks like to do family well. If you are taking notes, which I would encourage you to, or you could pull them up on our Cool Church app, the title of this message is called Doing Family Well. I love this core value of family because it's all about community. You are not called to do life alone. And today, and and here at Cool Church, when we talk about families, we wanna engage and honor all the levels of family, which include your family of origin, the family that you create, and the family that you choose. And I believe that there is purpose to all these levels of family. I believe that they all matter and they're all essential. And because of that today, I want to talk to you about three things that I believe are needed in order for us to steward this concept of family well on all three levels because they do impact one another. So you guys ready? awesome so for us to do family well we first must heal well you must heal well the cool church mission is to build strong families to build strong futures but I mean let's be real if you're not dealing with the foundation if you're not identifying the weak areas then how can you build something strong right a strong foundation is required in order to build a strong family which means that there is significance in your family of origin and if you're wondering well what is a family of origin this is the family that you did not choose but it is the family that you get to learn from and this is why your family of origin matters when you look at the word origin the definition is the point or place where something begins arises or is derived and so I believe that it is important to pay attention to the origin because you can trace everyone's issues back to the lessons they learned or the lack thereof in their family of origin right so for example your work ethic it is something that you learn from your family of origin. For myself, I saw growing up, my dad, he used to work two, three jobs. He would get, get up at three in the morning. My, side note, shout out to my dad who is here. It's my, yes, that's Poppy. <laughs> he was ready. <laughs> He's like a president. <laughs> so, you know, my work ethic, I saw my dad and my mom literally work hard their entire lives So what did I learn how to do? I learned how to have a good work ethic and work hard. My, you know, all of my life I've been hustling. (laughs) You know, the way that you treat other people. I saw that when my parents would walk into the room, they would acknowledge everyone. They would say hi to everyone. And so now when I walk into a room, I say hi to everyone. I acknowledge everyone. I greet everyone, right? But then we have things like trust issues. Right. That is something that you learn in your family of origin because of broken promises in your family, things like struggling to show affection. Well, if in your family there wasn't a lot of affection, then you probably struggle with showing affection, you know, talking to crazy, you know, talking crazy to people. If you grew up in a space where everybody was yelling at each other, cussing at each at each other, then that's probably also how you talk. You see, some of the lessons and patterns that we learned from our family of origins are things that we need to heal from. But in order for you to heal and to learn, you must understand the beginning. You must identify the root because if not, you're gonna walk around bleeding on all of your relationships. It will impact the family that you create and it will also impact the family that you choose. Family, you can't heal from what you don't understand you can't heal from what's not exposed many times we walk around life um you know doing this thing alone simply because we have trauma that we have not dealt with right everything that we do is filtered through the lens of what we have experienced And I believe that we have the power to take this these experience that we go through with our family of origin and make them lessons and these lessons they could be a blessing or a curse to the world but it is dependent on your decision to heal right if you heal it could be a blessing if you don't heal it'll be a curse don't hinder your opportunity to have community, to embrace family, to authentically have people that you're doing life with because you have not dealt with trauma. You see, the lenses of trauma will have you upset at your parents because maybe they didn't support you in the way that you wanted them to or in the way that you thought they should, but the reality is that they probably just didn't even know what that looks like because they never learned that from their parents. Is it okay? No, but it is your responsibility to heal. You see, the lenses of trauma will have you thinking that all men and all women are the same, that they all lie, that they all cheat. But it was just that last relationship that you were in, right? The lenses of trauma will have you assuming that you see a group and that they're like cliquish and that you, know, you can't sit with them when in reality is that you're just insecure and you have not had the guts to go up with them and try to build an authentic relationship. You see, the lenses of trauma will have you mad at petty things like your friend not calling you and not texting you, when in reality, they're just probably going through something. Yeah. The lenses of trauma will have you thinking that, you know, everyone is out to get you, that someone, that everyone wants something from you, when in reality, it was just that last person that used you and abused you. Is it okay? No. No. But it is your responsibility to heal sometimes the experience that we go through that causes us trauma they're not fair many of the times they're not our fault and in so many cases there really isn't anything that could be said you know to justify it and to validate it for example abuse for example abandonment but it does not negate, it does not negate the fact that it is your responsibility to heal. You must heal in order to wholeheartedly embrace this concept of family, this value of family in the wholeness and the fullness of what God has intended for it to be. Because how can you authentically and genuinely support your family, your friends, if you're still dealing with bitterness, and resentment, and anger, and pain? The reality is that family will hurt you, right? They'll let you down, and yo, how many of us know that they could be annoying, (laughs) right? But I mean, we all are, we're humans, right? But you know what is a significant part of healing forgiving there is freedom in forgiveness there is healing in forgiveness and whether you like it or not family forgives that means that grace is shown despite of family is not perfect and even if we feel like they should have known better if i could be honest with you a lot of the time it really is just generational And I remember for me, God really showed me that. So in my late teens, you know, my dad brought my grandma to stay with us for for a little while from DR. And so um, there were things that after a while, like I started to see that she would do that I saw my dad would do, right? But when she did it, like it wasn't as annoying. (laughs) When my dad did it, I was like, oh my God, this is so annoying, right? And One day, you know, like as I started to mature as I started to like learn more about Jesus Right and this whole forgiveness thing and just growing my journey. I Realized that there were things that my dad was doing That he just really didn't know any better. He saw it from her so he did it right and Realizing that gave me a new perspective. He just really didn't know any better. So that changed so much for me because then I was not taking everything so personal. I was able to show more grace and I wasn't internalizing everything, right? Some of you can't figure out how to deal with the things in your bloodline because you're not willing to put in the work to heal, to learn the lesson, to let go and forgive. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Colossians 3.13 says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If, if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Truth be told that for many of us, it is our family of origin that, that has hurt us, hurt us the most, right? Because we just expected something, right? There was a different level of expectancy. Like I said, we just thought, we just figured that they would know better But no matter how much they have hurt you, no matter how they have treated you, we are called to forgive because Christ forgave us. You see, I, I, you know, I shouted at my dad, he's here and I love him literally so, so much. But if I could be honest with you, like, I'm not talking from a place of like, well, this is just what the Bible says. I'm talking from a real place because this is something that God had to teach me in my relationship with him. For a long time, like as I was growing up, up until probably my mid-20s, my relationship with my dad was very bad. It was strained. Like it was to the point where I couldn't even be in the same room as him. I couldn't hug him. It was so hard for me to say, I love you to him, right? And so what did I do, right? Like we just always argued, argued about everything. As soon as I turned like 18, 19, I said, I'm moving out <laughs> because I'm an adult and I could do that, right? So I, you know, I did this whole thing. I moved out. I told them like two days before I was moving out, like, hey, I already did everything on my own because I'm independent, right? Like, I don't need your help. <laughs> and I moved out. And while I was away and, you know, I was doing my own thing, I was working, you know, I would, I of course, I would talk to my parents and stuff. Um, our relationship didn't necessarily get better. It didn't get worse. It was whatever because... I wasn't there right like we weren't dealing with the stuff and I could just see him whenever I wanted to and I could just talk to him whenever I wanted to but then I remember on one night I decided to sleep over at my parents house and um, I was praying and I felt the Lord tell me you need to come back home I was like Jesus you said what? listen it was real because of course pride right like i did all this i moved out on my own like i was good and then the lord told me that i needed to come back home because he has called me to be the light in my home and to be the one that brings his word in my home but how can i do that if i'm not there and then how about this i just need to stop running away from stuff and address it and deal with it right so what happened i mean you know i moved back home (laughs) I swallowed my pride and I was like this is what I'm gonna do so I went back home and when I got home I mean yeah I was obedient to God did that mean that our relationship was all good and everything was dandy no it was a while but I had to learn how to be intentional with dealing with the stuff that hurt me with dealing with this wall that I had put up right I had to ask the Lord to open up my eyes, to soften my heart, to allow me to see him the way that he sees him because he's my dad, but he is a child of God also. Right. And I believe that there are some of you in this place that you've been wanting to just run away and not deal with the problem. You don't wanna have the hard conversations because it's just easier. How about this? How about you ask the Lord to give you a paradigm shift, to shift your perspective, to soften up your heart, to teach you how to love, so that way you can start healing, right? And when I'm talking about forgiveness and I'm talking about healing, it's about freeing yourself and freeing that person. And you know, side note, Just because you forgive, it doesn't always mean you have to give access to the person, right? You can still have boundaries and forgive. But the way that you operate towards your family of origin is a reflection of how you're gonna operate towards others. Sometimes we just have to let go. We must learn to release. Because when you release, guess what? You make room for what's ahead. Isaiah 43, 18, 19 says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Unforgiveness will have you missing out on the new thing that God is doing the new thing like wanting to restore your family the new thing like new relationships and friendships the new thing like a possibility of a new marriage with someone that's gonna honor you and respect you the new generational blessings that are available to you and your family the new work of faith in you the beautiful thing about forgiveness is that if you could forgive the people that hurt you the most you could forgive anyone If you could show them grace, then you can show others grace. You see, you may not like where you come from, but make sure that you heal and you learn the right lessons from the journey because it will impact your capacity to have healthy community. When you begin to heal, I love that in turn, it puts you in a position to love well when you heal well you love well and that is my second point today we are not just called to love we are called to love well philippians 1 9 11 says so this is my prayer that your love will flourish and that you will not only love much but well learn to love appropriately Healing and using the lessons that you learn from your family of origin matters because it will set you up to better love the family that you create and eventually the family that you choose, right? So what does that mean? What does it mean to love your family well? Loving your family well means that you will do everything and anything to preserve what you have. You have to preserve your family. Because love preserves. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. When I look at this text, it shows me that love preserves. What does it mean to preserve? It means to take care of, to protect, to look after. Family protects, family provides, and family looks after one another. That means that even if you're upset, even if you're annoyed, even if you're hurt, you make sure that your family is good. You make your family a priority, right? I remember growing up, it was, it's my little brother and I, we're a year apart, so y'all could imagine, like, we were always, like, arguing and, you know, we had, we had, what kids do, sibling stuff. Um, But it did not matter how upset I was at my brother, how annoyed I was. He knew that his big sister had his back, right? I remember um, we were like in middle school and my brother's a little bit like more reserved and he's more shy and I think there was like a girl that was bothering him or bullying him. I don't know, I can't remember that far back in life, but of course he came back and he told me and what did I do? I was like, hold up, let's go talk to this girl, right? Like like if you disrespect my brother, we got a problem. I may not like him right now, but you cannot not like him, right? So I go up to this girl, I'm ready to figure out like what the problem is. And my brother's like, Yadi, you see, this is why I can't tell you anything. (laughs) But guess what? My brother knew that his big sister had his back. I could be busy. There could be a million things going on. But my family, if they need me, they know that I'm there. Because the truth is that you cannot preserve if you're not present you cannot preserve if you are not present being present is essential if you want to see and experience the blessing of family so many times we don't like the legacy that we're born into and we have the ability to change it but how can you change it if it's not a priority You see, if I didn't forgive my dad, if I was not intentional on working on my relationship with my parents, with my family of origin, learning to love them all, making it a point to be present, my eyes would not have been open to what needed to change in my legacy. I would be dragging the same bondage, the same trauma, the same curses, the same things into the family that I create. Loving well and being present will open your eyes and provide you with insight, not only to the generational curses in your family, but also to the generational blessings that you have access to for you and your family. You see, I believe that there's some people in here that have been asking God to change the dynamic within their family, but you're not even sticking around long enough to see it change. Or how about this? Better yet, be the change. Right, what would happen that instead of you running away or shutting people out or going in your room or getting distracted with everything that is going on in life so you don't have to deal with the issues, you would make a decision to be present and to fight for your family. I believe that we would see restoration take place. I believe that we would see marriages come back together, that sons and daughters will come back home, that salvation would be the portion in our family, that reunification will be the portion in our families. But you must be present, Amen? amen? Amen, when you love well, you grow in knowledge and in understanding. You begin to understand that your presence is needed in order to shift things within your family and within your home. You begin to understand that loving them all means that despite of what it's looking like, despite of what it's feeling like, despite of what is going on, you will make family a priority. And you will take care of them. And when I'm saying taking care of them, I'm not talking about just making sure that they're good financially, but also covering them physically, emotionally, spiritually. According to the Bible, your first ministry should be your family. But how many of us could be real and say that we've put everything else in front of our own family? You see, you're ready to go out here, be a part of all the service projects, you know, give food to the homies, right? Do every single outreach, but you can't even help your kids with their homework or even do the dishes for your wife, knowing that she's tired. You're out here a part of every shut-in prayer. You're a part of every prayer call. You'll be fasting 10 days and there's only seven days out the week. But you can even pray with your family. You can pray with your husband. You can even intercede on behalf of them. You're out here. You're empowering everyone. The Lord told me to tell you this and the Lord told me to tell you that. You're a part of every single panel and conferences yet you're neglecting the people in your household. Man, and, and listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that doing these things are bad. But man, if we could be honest, sometimes we go harder for strangers than for our own family. And you cannot proclaim to be a woman or a man of God and put everything before your family. First Timothy 3:5 says, if anyone does not know how to manage his own family, How can he take care of God's church? What good is it for me to be doing all these things in the name of the Lord, but my family and my household is falling apart? The the order is this, family, I'm sorry, God, family and everything else. First Timothy 5.8 says, but those who do not care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such such people are worse than unbelievers. You know what this tells me? It tells me that your faith is tied to how you treat your family. You love your family well by being present and preserving it. And when you heal well, you love well. And when you love well, you serve well. Which brings me to my last point and the band can come up. Doing family well means healing healthy, loving unconditionally and serving everybody. Galatians 5.10 says, so then while we as individual believers have the opportunity, let us do good to all people. Everybody say all people. Not only being helpful, but also doing that which promotes their spiritual well being. And especially being a blessing to those of the household of faith, meaning born again believers. We are called to do good and to serve all of God's people, especially those that belong to the family of believers which this is the family that we get to build community with. This is the family that we get to do life with. This is our family of choice. And the beautiful thing about being a part of a church is that as a believer, you get the opportunity to connect with people. And some of them may or may not look like you. Some of them may or may not have the the same skin complexion, may or may not talk like you, may or may not understand where you come from in the walk of life and what you've been through. Nevertheless, we don't have to do life alone. These people become our family, and if we choose it, we serve it. I believe, and here at Cool Church, we believe that there is power in community. And as believers, we don't have to do this thing alone. We have been created for community. So many of us go through life and we try to embark on this journey that is hard alone, right? It's hard enough to do this thing and if you're doing it alone, it's so much more harder. Simply because our view and our concept of family has been tainted. And that's because you haven't been served well. In the past, you have been gossiped about in the past you you know the people that you thought were for you and were going to support you they were not there to support you and they were not for you in the way that you thought they were going to be maybe you were used only for what you had to offer but serving your family well means that you care more about who they are as a person than what they do Serving well means that you're not selfish in your motive to establish relationship and connection. Philippians 2.4 says, do not nearly look out for your own personal interests, but also the interests of others. When we read that verse in 1 Corinthians, it tells us that love is not self-seeking. That means that we look out for one another. If you're good, I'm good. I go the extra mile to make sure that my family is taken care of. You see, um, literally a year ago, (laughs) I feel like I'm going to remember that forever. Um, I had COVID and it it was really bad. I was like out of commission for about three weeks. But let me tell you something. I didn't lack anything. And every time I think about this, I get so overwhelmed with joy because my family of choice made sure that I was taken care of. I'm t- I mean, first of all, I live far. So some of them were like literally and figuratively like going the extra mile, right? Like my girl Sandy and Kina showed up to my house with, with a care packet, right? Mama Jermaine sent me some island home remedy, right? <laughs> I had people calling and praying for me. People were Uber eating me groceries and, and food, right? That is why getting connected and plugged in is so important. We must seek out fellowship with others. If Jesus, who is God, I mean, if he, if, you know, anybody ain't need anybody, it was probably Jesus. But if he had community and he had people that he did life with, who do, like, why do we think we could go without it, right? That's why I love the concept of connect groups. And I'm not just saying that because I do next steps, I mean a little bit, but also because I really love the concept of connect groups. I know how they have changed my life, my relationship, my walk with Jesus. And it's just such a practical way for us to connect and build relationships with people that are on the same journey as us. It's such a practical way for us to serve our family of choice. Um, I love, my girl Nephi is here and and Vicky. I met them through Cool Church and Vicky is a part of the the team that I lead and Nephi is on staff here at Cool Church and I love that they have their own friendship and relationship. And guess where that started? In a connect group. They got plugged in through single moms, shout out to Kina who leads the single moms connect group, (laughs) at the beginning of this year. And now they're friends, they do life together. Vicky is a mom with two boys. I'm sorry, Vicky has one son and Nephi has two boys. And so not only do they do life together, but they're boys. They also do life together. I love that Vicky was able to leave out of town a few weeks ago and guess who she left her son with? Nephi, who she met where? At a connect group at the beginning of the year. And I don't know about you, but I'm not leaving with my child with someone that's not family. You get to serve each other well. They're doing life together. They're holding each other accountable. Serving well makes room for layers of accountability in our lives. And the reality is that whether you like it, whether you want to receive it or accept it, we all need accountability. Because when I'm acting up and when I'm going through stuff, I want somebody, I want people that are going to be there to speak truth and love into my life. I want people who can come alongside me that when I can not pray, they can say, I got you, I'ma pray with you, I'ma pray for you. I need people that when this thing, this life is getting too heavy, when I can't with the burdens, they'll say, you don't have to carry that on your own. I need people who are running the same race as I am, people who I can, col- I can collaborate with to build the kingdom of God. How amazing it would be and what would happen if we stop running away from community or how about this? How about if you stop hating and competing with the same people that you're probably should, you should be collaborating with. I believe that we will see more resources available for the kingdom of God. I believe that we would be able to see a shift happen in the concept of what having genuine community looks like, of what empowering one other, another really looks like. I believe that there would be a shift on the concept of family and relationships begin to take place in our lives. When you serve well, it means that you don't hate on your brother and your sister. Instead, you could come alongside them and say, hey, how can I hold you accountable? How can I support you with what you're doing? Because if you're good, then I'm good. Serving your family well means that you fight to remain in a space of unity. That is what community is all about. That's why the Bible says things like, how good and pleasant is it when God's people live together in unity? Community, if done right, it creates space for us to experience God. Matthew eighteen twenty says, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them, amen? Amen. Serving your family well means that you fight for each other and not against one another. You can experience God when there's division, which means that to serve well, you don't talk about your family, but you also don't let other people talk about them. You know, sometimes in families and within communities, people tend to talk about one another, to gossip, to criticize, to judge, and to condemn. How is that serving well? It's not. First John 420 says, if anyone says, I love God and hates, which means works against his Christian brother, he is a liar. For for the one who does not love his brother whom he has not seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. When you talk about someone you are you entertain gossip or you allow it, you are working against your brother and your sister. Families don't talk about one another. I mean like unhealthy ones do. But healthy families, they have the hard conversation. They deal with the problem. Sometimes you may have to agree to disagree, no matter how uncomfortable it is. But you figure out how to move forward in grace, in unity, and in strength. Matthew 18, 15 says, if your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens and pays attention to you, you have won your brother." back. In order to to serve your family well, you must be willing to have the hard conversations, right? It doesn't say go tell so-and-so, did you hear what so-and-so said about you? Did you see what so-and-so posted about you? Did you hear so-and-so Cuz Did you hear that she moved in with her boyfriend? No, you have the hard conversations. You figure out how to resolve the conflicts because God is glorified in that. That is why it is so important for you to heal well. Because when you heal well, you learn to love well. And when you love well, then in turn, you're able to serve well. That looks like we make space for grace to abide. We serve others because they are two children of the most high God, even when they fall short. Because the truth is we all do it. None of us are worthy, none of us are perfect, none of us are qualified on our own. But because we are his, he counts us worthy of his love, and we are called to do the same. John 13:34 says, "A new commandment I give you, that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another." Serving family well means that we go with you. When we become family, we go with you. We come alongside you. We come alongside one another to support each other on this journey in God perfecting us. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 says, and let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. We cannot forsake the power and the impact of community and fellowshipping within the church. If I could be honest with you guys, the people that I have been doing life with as an adult are people that I have connected through the church. The people that have been alongside me in the hardest season of my life, I have connected with them here at Cool Church through the church in the moments when when I have lost faith, in the moments where I felt like I was losing my mind, in the moments where I didn't have any strength to pray. My family of choice, they're the ones that got me through. Whether it is your family of origin, the family you create or the family that you choose, we all need family. Because when something is off, when something is wrong, when something is out of character, they're the ones that are ready to intervene for you. And so with everyone standing, you know, you may be in this place and you may be saying, Yadi, I hear what you're saying about family. And that all sounds good. But this whole concept of family is unknown to me. It's unfamiliar to me. I don't have a connection with my family of origin. My relatives, they're not in my life. The people that I've tried to build community with, they've hurt me. First of all, let me say that I am so sorry that that has been your experience with family. But today I want you to know that blood is thicker And when I say that, I don't mean like the blood that is running through your veins that connects you to your relatives. I'm talking about the blood of Jesus, the blood that unites us, the blood that saved us, the blood that restored us, the blood that redeemed us, the blood that gave us access to the Father. It is the blood that has given us a family, a family that we get to choose and i want you to know that because of jesus because of the blood of jesus you have been giving an invite to join the family to join his family i want you to know today that god sees you that he loves you that he has called you by name, that you are a son, that you are a daughter of the most high God, that you have a seat at the table, that he has not left you, he has not forsaken you for you are his. And so with everyone eyes closed and head bowed, if you are in this place and you're, and you're saying you're done with doing life alone, You are ready to heal and you're ready to deal with these things, with the trauma, with the experiences that have been holding you back, that have been isolating you. I want you to know that there is a healer who's ready to stand in the gap for you and his name is Jesus. If you're wanting to be a part of this family, a family that loves you well, a family that serves you well, a family that loves you not because of what you do or you have done or who or who you may who you are entitled but because of who you are because you are his. The family of faith, all you have to do today is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Romans 10 9 says, if you decide, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God has raised him for the, from the dead, you will be saved. So in this place, I'm going to make two calls. If you're in this place and you feel like you don't have a family, you, you, you're hearing all of this and this is good. The blood of Jesus has bought us and has given us an invite and you want to receive that invitation. You don't know God, but you're ready to submit and to surrender your life to him. And I'm not saying that everything is going to be easy. I'm not saying that this thing is going to be a cakewalk. I'm not saying that your family of origin, the family that you create, and even your family that you choose. I'm not saying they're not going to hurt you, but I am saying that Jesus won't hurt you. I'm saying that he is going to be with you. If you're in this place and you don't know Jesus and you want to give your life to him, and the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. If you're saying, I want to be healed, I want to have an encounter with Jesus, who is my Lord, who is my savior. One, if you are ready to embrace and be a part of a family that serves you well, that loves you well, to be a part of this journey with a God that won't leave you or forsake you. Two, three, if you're ready to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, let me see you put your hands up. This is just between you and God. If you're in this place and you've, you're saying, Yadi, I've been running, I've been running, from this thing with Jesus, I, I accepted him, but I feel like I need to come back, like I need to make a recommitment to, to Jesus. I want you to put your hands up in this place. If you're saying, I wanna do community the right way, in the healthy way, I want you to put your hands up. I see you, I see you, I see you. And then if you're in this place, and you've been believing that god is going to restore your family whatever that looks like your family of origin the family that you you created or even relationships within the family that you've chosen if there's people you need to forgive if you need to learn how to steward your relationships and your friendships better i want you to come up to the front we're going to pray so if you receive jesus if you want to recommit your life to jesus and if you want the concept of family to be shifted in your mind, shifted in your heart, if you want to learn how to do this thing in a way that honors God in a healthy way, I want you to come up here and we're going to pray. If you've been believing and praying and standing in the gap for your family, for salvation to take place in your household, come up here. I want to pray for you. If you've been believing for your son and your daughter to come back home, for your marriage to be restored, for your mom, for your dad, for your brothers, for your siblings, to know Jesus, I want you to come up here, we're gonna pray. And if you're just believing that God is gonna send you a new community, If you've been doing life alone and you feel like, Yadi, I'm doing everything that I feel like I should be doing. I've signed up for the connect groups. I'm trying to meet people. If you're just believing for God to send you a new group of people, a new community, I want to pray for you. Father God, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for every single person that is here, Lord God, for the ones that are deciding to say, God, I can't do this thing without you, Jesus. I want to know you. I want to have an encounter with you, oh, Father God. I pray that even right now, Holy Spirit, you would consume them, oh, God, that you would begin to shift something within them, oh, Father God, that you would begin to stir something new in their spirit, oh, God. I pray, Lord God, that the lies of the enemy that has told them that they are not good enough, that they are not worthy enough, that they don't have a seat at the table, Lord God, that that those lies would be sent to the pits of hell, Lord God, but that they would embrace the truth, that they would stand firm on the truth, that they are a daughter and a son of the most high God, that he sees you, that he cares for you, that he loves you, that he has been with you, that he has kept you. Lord God, for anyone that's in this place that is believing for a shift, believing for restoration within their family units, within their households, within their marriage, within their kids, whatever that looks like, you know what that looks like, Lord God. I pray that even right now. You would begin to change things up within their family, Lord God. I declare that that hope would be their portion, that restoration would be their portion, that redemption would be their portion, that, that unity and peace would begin to take place within households today, Lord God, that people would have the, birth, the, the courage and the boldness to have the hard conversations, to deal with the ugly parts, to heal that they would have the boldness and the courage to come before you and say, God, these are the things about me that I know need to change so that I could steward this concept of family in a way that you can be glorified, in a way that is healthy, Lord God. I pray for the mother and for the father that has been praying for their kids to return home, Lord God, that you would give them a new hope, that you would give them a new energy, that you would give them a new strength, God. Pour out new oil over them, Father God, so that they will not get tired of interceding On behalf of their family oh God I pray Jesus for those that are dealing with hurt those that have been abandoned by family abused by family God I pray that your spirit that your spirit would just come and do a new thing in their heart father God that you would heal them, Lord God, that you would fill them up, Lord God, that you would open up their eyes to know that everyone is not that person, that there is hope for them, that you have a promise that you have intended to fulfill within them, within their families, Lord God. And Heavenly Father, I come against and I pray against any word curses that have been spoken against any family that is represented in this place, Lord God. I pray that it would be sent to the pits of hell, Lord God, and that right now you would just open up heaven and that you would release new generational blessings over every single family that is represented here, Father God. We come against the plan of the enemy to divide homes, to divide families, to divide marriages, Heavenly Father. And I ask that you would pour out and do a new thing, Lord God. Do a new thing, Jesus. I pray a supernatural, a supernatural hedge of protection over families, whether they're here, whether they're online, on people that are standing in the gap interceding for a family member, Jesus. I pray that you would cover them, God. I speak life, I speak wholeness, I speak completion over them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you, God. We glorify you because you're good, amen. So if you're in this place right now, we're gonna go back into this song and I want you to worship God. I want you to declare that his favor goes before you, it goes around you, it surrounds you. If you, if you are believing for God to pour out new blessings, I wanna hear you shut up. God praise him like it's done. Praise him like your son knows Jesus. Praise him like your daughter knows Jesus. Praise him like there has been
1: that you just heard preach from this pulpit. I agree with that. Amen. Amen? I mean, you know you're doing your job right as a leader when the people that you are leading can do what you can do, but better. Listen, I'm not, I'm not just saying that because it sounds cool to say. If me and Joanne are at the top of Cool Church, we lost. We didn't do what we were supposed to do. Our job is to grow. It is to cultivate leaders, to go far beyond anything that we've ever done so that the kingdom grows. You understand what I'm saying? My my life, man, my life is good. I love Jesus. I know where I'm going. I want to make sure that we lead you in such a way that you live far beyond anything that we've ever been able to do. And Yari, you just did that. Oh, my gosh. What a word. What What a word. Just proud of you. And you should let her know how proud you are when we go outside. But for all the people that came up to this altar, I love what she said. You weren't responsible for your trauma, but it is your responsibility to heal. Because if you can heal well, you can love well. And if you can love well, you can serve well. Amen. So many people down at this altar for different reasons, some meeting Jesus for the first time, some coming back home, and some just wanting to heal from their family of origins drama. But no matter why you came down, you're still a part of this family. See that sign? Welcome to the family. That's for you. I want you to know you're surrounded by family. I've been down to this altar more times than I could count, and I needed to be because God had to heal some stuff on the inside of me so that I could love people and serve them well. Amen? If you came down here, man, there's a gift that I want you to get. It's in this fam tube. There's a Bible, a WWJD bracelet, and a note from me and Joe. Uh, But also, if you got questions about maybe why you came down or questions about stuff going on in your family, you need some spiritual insight on questions about salvation. We got people out in the courtyard that want to surround you. They want to help you. They want to pray for you. And maybe they can give you some scriptural insight on the things that you're going through. Amen. So they're right out in the courtyard. So if you're down here and you would like to go down. All you got to do is follow the direction of that sign. And what we're going to do is cheer for you. You say, why? Because the Bible says when one comes back to the Father, there's a celebration in heaven. I can't open up the ceiling and show you what that looks like, but I can help you hear what it sounds like. Because your family, the thing that this thing was founded on, to build strong families and build strong futures, is about to cheer you on louder than anybody has ever cheered for you in your life. You ready for it? So on the count of three, y'all going to cheer and y'all going to walk. You ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Let them know God loves them. Let them know they're amazing. Let them know they are wonderful. Let them know God is for them. Let them know they are family. Come on. Worship them. Thank you so much for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends and family to be a blessing to their lives as well. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are cool And always remember that you were created out of love.